This is a Morley Radio production. Welcome to the third episode of season two of Powered by You, a podcast produced by RBKC in collaboration with Morley Radio. My name is Zeno and I'm your host. In this episode, we'll be talking about how life really is in the digital world. Hopefully we could raise awareness about digital exclusion and can ultimately understand the importance of being digitally included in life as, as, a, as a community, hopefully. Today I'm joined with Rafi from the RBKC's digital inclusion team. Hi, hi, thanks for having me. You're welcome. And we're joined with Leno from Local Community. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's good to be here. Yeah, how is things going for you, Rafi? It's been a while since we last met. Uh, great to see you in person. Yeah, first all time. Our, all our meetings were online. Uh, well, it, it's very uh, topical, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I think it's nice to see people in person. Uh, but even though things are, are going online very fast. But yeah, how is your week so far? Yeah, no, I'm having a hectic week because uh, I'm, I'm moving tomorrow. Um, ah, okay. So really busy but um, and a bit all over the place. But um, I'm happy to like have an afternoon here. Yeah, I think take take advantage of this afternoon. Just relax, unwind. Because when you move, it can be really hectic and it can be a bit stressful as well. If you don't do it the right way, you don't pre-plan certain things. But I wish you all the best. Thanks, mate. You know, and the weekend's close, so you can always use that time to just fully just Yeah, that's relax. the plan. Okay, busy week, busy week. What yourself, Leno? How is? Yeah, good. Just the uh, usual, you know, work home, work home. Yeah, yeah. nothing crazy. You come well, stuck in a cycle. Yeah, man. The yeah. nine to five. That's normal. That's what I think. I think a lot of people are in that cycle. Anyways. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, 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 at least at least you do what you do, but make sure you enjoy it to a certain extent. Oh, for sure, man. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. But hopefully today you'll enjoy this topic. Yeah, first time doing this could be a lot of fun yeah, yeah. first podcast the first first one ever man. how are you feeling about that a little bit nervous but i think it'll be right no no you'll be cool man you, you got the picture for it oh you thank you thank I mean? you <laughs> but i think um if we can get a bit of understanding of what rafi does and what how her team works towards uh digital inclusion that'd be great so if you don't mind me asking yeah no of course so with the so with digital inclusion team and uh our kind of uh, mission is to help residents uh, get online so people who are struggling to use the internet uh, for different reasons try and support them and we're doing that by working in partnership with uh, community groups the voluntary sector because um, they're doing lots of work in this area as well so the idea is to kind of all work together for a bit of a coordinated response. Ah, okay that sounds really interesting and uh, I'm sure you probably get some challenges along the way or obstacles but what it wouldn't make sense if you didn't have any obstacles because you wouldn't be doing the job yeah, in the exactly. first place. But um, how would you describe digital exclusion to just any random person that you saw on the street? Just 30 seconds just to, yeah. What a challenge. Yeah, um, yeah uh, digital exclusion is, well, it's about not being able to use the internet to do the things that you need to do. So, right, yeah. yeah, so, and it, it has different sides of it. Um, the two main ones are kind of, actual access so not being able to use a device or have an internet connection um or the other side of it is not having the skills and the know-how to do something so the the consequence of both those things is that if you need to do something and you have and you're supposed to be able to do it online and you can't do that then you're missing out you there and there's services or just kind of pleasures of life that you can't access right yeah that makes sense especially i think since COVID happened that highlighted a lot of issues or concerns that people couldn't really um, c- 
continue with their daily lives because everything was done in person or they didn't even know how to access online services in a, in the first instance yeah exactly um so i think what you're doing is very essential because it did bring a spotlight onto that uh, yeah like covid platform. yeah exactly it, it highlighted something that was already happening but yeah. it sort of made it more urgent because it has yeah, yeah. I, I guess for those that are digitally excluded they're the ones that had to suffer unfortunately but for those that were tech savvy or very much are aware how to use services online i think for them it was an opportunity because everything was going online and new things were coming up and uh, they just were able to just adapt quicker yeah. and, and not really think about how they're going to go out because they didn't even need to go out in the first place if they're used to accessing online services mm -hmm. but what do you think leno as in did that impact you when the covid come in Oh, definitely. Yeah, you're saying uh, how it impacted, you know, probably like maybe older generations and things. But yeah, um, yeah even even for the tech savvy, I think it was quite tricky regardless because there was a lot of new, you know, implemented a new uh, way of doing things. And it was just, uh, just different, just different, yeah. not, not what I was used to. But that's the thing. When we say like excluded, it doesn't have to be the older generation. It could be me and you, yeah, potentially. Yeah, yeah, maybe if, if someone doesn't really like technology in that sense and hasn't bothered to to learn about the new services that are out there or even try incorporate their life around it, such mm. as some people, I've got friends that don't even use online banking. They just mm. think, I don't want to use that. It's not my cup oh, of tea. Yeah, yeah. Or they don't like to have Uber on their phone or these takeaway apps because they just like to eat at home and they don't want to make a habit out of things. Because you know, when you start using these apps, it starts, it builds like a, a reliance on, on those things. So some people know that they can essentially, um, download these apps, but they choose not to. And when they choose not to, they're basically not even experiencing how to use a certain app. So um, I don't know if you could call that dig digital exclusion or not. I think uh, that's interesting because you gave a few examples there. I think there's yeah. like, if it's choice, then that you know, people are allowed to, to choose not to go online, right? That's, that's completely fair enough. Yes, exactly. But then if it's something like, give the like online banking example, and then that becomes maybe more of a problem where like there's loads of banking branches closing down. So if you're not doing online banking or mobile banking, then you might have trouble accessing your account or doing something urgent if that comes up. And it's and then there's the the kind of complicated yeah. side of like, sorry, do you want <laughs> No, I'm just thinking. You're, you're, whilst you're talking, I'm thinking that's a really good point what you're making. So yeah, yeah sorry. It looks like I'm going to say something, but yeah, no, go no, ahead. No, that's fine. Well, it's just because there's in, in the choice thing, there's a, there's a complicated one as well where some people will say, Oh, I don't want to do it but it might be a sort of element of fear and actually like it might exclude them from accessing certain things that they really need to access like you know yeah. like benefits are all online mm. that sort of thing so if you're saying well I don't want to then that might cause you problems yeah I understand so it's ultimately a choice that you have to make but at the same time if you because we have free choice if we choose to not go the digital way does that mean that we have to live a less quality life because obviously we know, like you said, branches are closing, bank branches, they're, they're trying to you know, save money, um, make things go easier online, but that also makes people that are wanting to go to see someone face-to-face, -face, limiting that option sort mm. of thing. So they won't have that freedom no more. Oh, actually. definitely. I think Rafi, what she's trying to say is like, it's, it's going to be inevitable. So sooner or later, whether you like it or not, you're going to have to yeah. jump on that. It's yeah. like the movies that you watch and you think, oh, that would never happen, right? Mm. Uh, but then slowly you can see, oh, right. We're getting there. We're, we're getting there, Slowly, yeah. slowly, but it might be baby steps, but I reckon um, most things will be 
um, online. Even sometimes when you think, if someone told you 20, 30 years ago that you would pay with your watch, you would say that's out of a movie. That's yeah. like crazy. just uh, sci-fi stuff and I don't see it happening. But these days, you know, you see someone just tap their phone, their wrist on um, the train barriers to open up, to go through and jump on a train. Yeah. Um, or just pay for their shopping. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I think it's what you said. It's that like, 20 years ago like it, I think nobody could have imagined that like you talk to like people who are like slightly like of the generation of you know above um, about how it was like in an office um, when they started working uh, you know and that for example or like you know only cash that sort of thing yeah it's completely changed um, so it's that means that issues like digital exclusion they're new issues yeah that like they're so we're still trying to figure them out but they're really important to address of course no most definitely I agree I think um, the issues need to be looked into and how to actually put suitable interventions in place mm-hmm. um, so what kind of activities or or just say interventions that you have put in place as a team to work through these challenges mm. so um so like I said, we're working really um, in partnership with the community. So most of the activity that's going on is um, community-based, so based in like the charities or like the community groups that are running in the borough. Um, but the things that are running and that are really helpful are things like um, having um, a community hub where there's devices there that people can go and access. Uh, so that could be um, for a youth centre, but it could be kind of something that's targeted at a different cohort or that's just open for everyone. Um, and then um, there are some um, uh, interventions where it's um, loaning out devices to people they can take them home and they've got a sim card to do that so that they can use the internet with it Um, or um, as well skill support is a huge one Um, and that might be more targeted at kind of the older generation Um, and that's what's that's what's most in place currently but it's about learning to use the internet um, but what, yeah, what mm. my team is doing currently is trying to understand the gaps as well of what's so there's lots going on, but what's missing and how can we support those community groups to do more like do the things that they'd like to do? Yeah. Do you think there's a lot of gaps out there from your experience? I think um, the gaps is more sometimes that um, because groups have got limited resources, um, mm. they can't do as much as they want to do. So they might have a few devices, right. but they don't have yeah someone there who can show people how to use them right i've heard different things i remember um like a year and a half ago we're trying we're trying to get feedback from community members of how life is during uh lockdown period Mm. and a lot said a few people said they have overcrowding in their houses and and between the children there's only one laptop so that's uh another issue um that people can't access because everything was online you had to go to school uh, and do your coursework online as well mm. so how would you do that if you only got one laptop and four siblings yeah exactly is it just one goes to school well gets to do his or her work and the rest get to just sit back and not do much or miss out on their education so yeah i think you do have a certain issue when it comes to economic background social economic background yeah um unfortunately but i think that would that's not really exclusion via your own knowledge that's you're not having the resources right yeah and that that's yeah. a, that's a huge part of it because you see that um, kind of the data like digital exclusion it it's 
so much more of a problem among people who might already have kind of other forms of exclusion rights who might may have like financial difficulty yeah. or um, people who've got disabilities um, or then it's kind of older people it's people who might like have other things that are already happening in their life and that often makes you at more risk of being digitally excluded and mm. it might be for things like you just said like you can only afford one laptop between um however many people or you can't afford you know a, to have wi-fi at home and those things are currently kind of at risk of getting worse because we're in a cost of living crisis as well yeah cost of living is not a joke i think it's uh, mm. a lot of people are cancelling their wi-fi mm-hmm. as well because they've got their they've got their data on, on their phone and they think we could always hotspot yeah. and not use actual Wi-Fi. And um, I don't know, I think, I think the Wi-Fi situation, if you was to ask five years ago, it wouldn't be looked as essential, like electric, water, gas. But now it is. I think yeah. it definitely mm. falls into that category where it's a, a thing that you need to have in your household. I think so. What, do you think? Oh, you definitely. Think? You need the internet for everything. You need to be connected to everything. You can't, you don't know what's going to be going on in the world without it. Otherwise. What do you think you'd miss out on if you never had internet? Or how would life be? Well, firstly, first thing in the morning, uh, get, need to get to work. Or I need to go yeah. somewhere. Google Maps. But how before gonna, that happened, yeah. the life still can, life existed. I think we built a reliance on Reliance and convenience. Like, a lot of convenience. Yeah. Yeah. yeah because, it, you know, when we had Blackberries, for example, mm. that, that wasn't something that I'd go and use Google Maps on my phone or I don't know what, what else. It was just basically for messaging. Right, yeah. That's all it was. I don't know, like, maybe I'm just showing my age, but, like, <laughs> you know, um, it's just stuff like that. Yeah, um, yeah, the internet can be beneficial. Yeah, I think we've, because we've built that around that convenience, but it's like, it's kind of, it's kind of a bit of a vicious circle because it's kind of like now we can't avoid it because now it's not just about oh it's convenient so I'm going to want to do it it's kind of I, there are some things I have to do online like I was I made like a doctor's appointment this week and I had to do it online yeah. so there's so much actually that you will exactly. struggle to do yeah. if you can't access it so what if you can't do that what happens so yeah well this you know is, this you'll, you'll be in issue. trouble yeah, yeah you'll really be in trouble so so what are kind of the fundamental skills that's the bare minimum you should know to be able to actually survive in the online world because everything's going online these days. So as a, as someone who would be digital, digitally excluded, uh, what would you recommend for them to just learn fun, as in fundamental skills? Mm, that's really a good question. Um, so I think, so there are some like frameworks out there that have been thought of, but um, I'd say that kind of being able to do a search online so and being confident that you're going to be able to find something. So if you want to be able to do something, being able to kind of use a browser, search for it, mm. and then um, being able to communicate is a huge, huge one. Being able to use the internet to communicate and whether that's kind of you're using WhatsApp, I mean, that's using the internet, or yeah. you're using like a FaceTime or a Zoom or email, Um and then uh, staying safe. I think that's a really key skill. And yeah. that's a big barrier for people as well who are scared. I think so. You're right. I think a lot of people, once they get um, used to the internet and they get they get some, some way familiar, I don't know, they get familiar with using certain websites and they think every website is the same. And that's how, that's how you end up getting... Um, what is it called? Um, scammed or, mm. or what do you call it? Phishing? Is it phishing? Yeah, the emails, yeah. Yeah, and they look legit. Even for me looking at certain emails, I think, oh, that looks really good. And, and I would have 
believed it if I didn't check the actual email address. Mm. Uh, yeah, you they, have to know what to check. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I could only imagine for someone that is new to like the online world and being scammed or being vulnerable essentially to everything that's around you because it's it's uh you could you could lose your money you could lose yeah yeah, yeah especially if you're giving your card detail even phone calls as well you get random phone calls claiming that they're calling from a bank or from i don't know what kind of provider and yeah um yeah and maybe, the thing is yeah. like people people know that that's a risk like people have heard it like so if people don't really use the internet much they know that that kind of thing happens so it's a reason for them to say well no i don't want to start because what if that happens to me that's true so mm. better safe than sorry mm, exactly. so how would you persuade someone if they've got if they're really hesitant and they're thinking you know what i've heard all the negative stories and it doesn't sound appealing for me to actually open up the risk for myself to to be that vulnerable um yeah, yeah. i think it's about um kind of talking someone through the fact that yeah, that kind of thing does happen. Yeah. But if you know what to look out for, then you'll most likely be okay because it's like not everything on the internet is bad. There's actually loads of stuff that's really great about using the internet. Okay. Um, that's how I might go about it. Fair enough. So, so if and if uh, I keep saying, we always assume that people who are digitally excluded might be the elder generation. But have you come across people who are from the younger cohort that are digitally excluded? So yeah, that's so that's a it is a big thing, and you're right. We don't maybe don't talk about that so much. Yeah. Um, but so one example was like during the pandemic, there were the focus at first was on young people and young people who kind of when the schools shut down just couldn't access education. Right. So um, giving out um, loads of laptops to uh, young people through schools um, and like funding from so many different. Um, so many different sources and there were like 3,000 laptops at least they were giving out Um, but um, then that there were all sorts of issues there where you realize it's not just about having a laptop because um, those laptops didn't necessarily get used and that might be because there was like too much security software on the laptop which made them not very usable or people might not have the connection or then then you realize there's a lot more to it Um, but more recently yeah sorry yeah more recently we've like also spoken to um, the youth council, right. um, and there, kind of the issues they were mentioning was a lot more around um, not having data, um, not having so not having an internet connection. So they might have a might have a phone, but um, you might not have your own data, and then you, maybe it's a bit embarrassing. You don't necessarily want to like tell other people you don't have it. So yeah. you know, there's all mm. sorts of things that come into it there. Yeah, I get what you mean. It's like saying I don't have credit. So mm. is that is that how it might be like you reckon like whilst you're obviously like sometimes let's just talk about past experiences have you ever had your phone and you never had data oh yeah that was yeah when i was uh, switching about, yeah yeah when i was switching uh, with uh, providers yeah it's uh, you feel lost you feel lost Some, like yeah. you need it for everything exactly and sometimes it's a bit embarrassing to even say you're on 3g Oh yeah, you like know, in my in my situation, yeah, I was on three G for way too long. Yeah, how? Yeah. Are, wait, you just recently switched last couple of months ago. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. But five um, G. But to be fair, I don't even tell. I can't see the difference. Pretty much the same. Yeah. But what were people's reactions when you told them I'm still on three G? They would just laugh. They'll find it funny, but I don't. Yeah. I don't see why. So that, like, yeah, you could tell mm. how people w- would judge you based on the kind of data that you have. Mm. It's just a bit silly. Uh, but I could see people feeling a bit embarrassed saying mm. that I'm on. 3G, uh, but I think, I think uh, I could, I could see young people saying, 
issues like these do occur you know yeah. um it's sad and but to be fair there is wi-fi available everywhere these days you can connect to open like open spaces um yeah i think there's there is quite a lot available but whether it's kind of good quality is yeah. one thing and then it's about whether it's the right space because it's like if you're a young person who's like still in school and you need to do homework like you can't just like rock up to any kind of space and like do like an assignment like you might it, it might not be the right space you need the you need the environment that goes with it as well where you can like sit you can be comfortable mm. maybe if you want to be in private it needs to be quiet so yeah kind of yeah there's a lot that comes into it yeah i think yeah i think like um pre-planning for me it was just so straightforward back in the day just go to a library you'd have everything there computers open wi-fi mm. quiet place to work mm. um so you can you can still do that so the libraries are that, like exactly. some of our key places where there is support so uh, there are like computers there there's an internet connection so uh, yeah i'd still recommend going to the library yeah I, I hope so i hope so so what is the ultimate aim like um what is the ultimate aim in regards to doing this digital exclusion work hmm. uh, so we've got a bit of a like a, a vision or like an yeah. idea that um uh, it's like no one left behind is the is the kind of what we say mm. um and that is because it is a thing of like like you were saying Lana, like if you, you kind of don't have a choice you have to like if things are moving towards digital yeah. but we don't want anyone to be to be left behind so it's about everybody to have like the option to be able to do things online if they want to so mm. being able to find access somewhere and having the know-how so that if they want to do something they can yeah i'm glad you said the option because some people might not even want to be involved in that movement of transitioning online mm. um they're just happy living life as it is currently even though whether we like it or not to some extent certain things are online without us even realizing mm. we're just so used to it um but I think with with this work, it has a lot of milestones. I think to to reach. Um, yeah. But I think even just we tend to not even look into things as digitally excluded. Sometimes we have our family member, members asking us how to use this or how to use that, and we just say, "All right, we're just helping it." But in reality, they are digitally excluded, right? Yeah, I think that's that's. What I'm sure, like all three of us here, you've helped like a grandparent, a parent yeah. with yeah. Like, doing something online, and depending on what it is, like yeah. Yeah. I can yeah. see that. <laughs> Every year, my dad's taxes. He still doesn't know how to do it, man. Is it? Yeah, oh, it's online. Isn't online, it? yeah. Yeah, even for me, that, it's long. That's the but. thing. I think for our personal experience, we were like to our elder, you know, family members. They can use WhatsApp. They can make calls, but when it comes to the real important stuff, like yeah, do it for me. Just well, do that's it. the thing. Is, oh. Yeah, even a simple email. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes they don't. I have think. To do you think? Do you think part of it is because they know we can do it? So they just like, oh, I can't be bothered to learn to mm. do it. So you might as well save me the time and just do it for me. Mm. I don't know, maybe. But I think it's also like people's backgrounds. So, you know, my parents came from like the Balkans, another country. They didn't have any access to that. So it might be a combination of like the age factor, but also people's backgrounds as well. So Language yeah. barriers. Language, Language barriers and, you know, what they grew up with. And yeah, so... Yeah, my, in my parents' times, they had, like, uh, typewriters, you know. Yeah. And also because, you know, because of the finance financial situation of country as well, yes. you know. you yeah. Can't, yeah. So it's what they had access to So do you feel well. like right now you contribute a lot towards that help navigate the household digitally? Like, Oh, things? definitely. If I wasn't there, I don't know what happened. Yeah. Mm. 
No, you're a hero, man. Yeah. You're not. <laughs> I'm but, sure yeah. I'm sure they value your services at home. Mm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Just start getting paid for it. <laughs> Why not, man? After this podcast, tell them the, your eyes have opened up to the need anyways. But mm. I think, I think um, we just... May, maybe experiencing this at a small scale at home is just one small pixel to yeah. what the whole borough or even the country itself is going through yeah because that's the thing i think we don't necessarily think we don't think about it as oh it's digital exclusion it's just oh i'm just helping yeah. at my dad but actually that that's exactly what it is i mean that that's one huge way in which it impacts young people as well i think is that the reliance that other people have yeah. on young people of course, to help yeah. them especially when you have these um the cost of living crisis mm -hmm. and you have um a lot of vcs organizations that are giving out funds they're giving out funds through you have to sign up go online and they need the money but they don't know how to do it mm -hmm. so now they're probably going to their children you got to do this for me uh we've got to figure out what this person's saying because i don't understand it and the person's probably got or he she's got a lot of things going on you know yeah probably working or probably has got uni mm. um that's already like a pressure that you have exactly. and then you've got to deal, deal with another set of like like yeah it's almost yeah it's almost like multitasking non-stop yeah and it's having an extra responsibility like was well, somebody i think uh, in the youth council they had this, this this wording they said it's like being a digital carer yeah and it is yeah. it's kind of mm. it's it's having to like provide care for someone in that specific way and it takes it takes time it takes stress and yeah. like a lot a lot of it is linked to like yeah that parents may be like oh i don't really want to do it but also that um language barrier is a really really big thing like especially yeah. in, in this borough there's so many different languages which is a really great thing yeah but actually when somebody maybe doesn't speak so much english that's right. a huge barrier to using things online it's diverse but then again it comes with its challenges but then when you think of digital digital uh, lifestyle everything you can be everything can be translated right so like you can but um if the website doesn't do it automatically and you don't know how to do it, then that blocks you from getting started. You think, oh, it's an extra step that I have to do. Yeah. yeah. And sometimes the translation is not accurate. Yeah, well. it can. We've all seen those Google translates. Like, it's not, <laughs> yeah. it's not always great. People trying to do their French homework mm. and they just copy and paste it in a Google Translate. Mm. You're looking at you've done it before in school no oh uh, maybe once or twice yeah 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 but no it's not the best definitely <laughs> not yeah no but have have you felt the pressure at some point when you're you know doing um these online taxes or just simple other stuff did it get to you at one point yeah yeah i started thinking it's deliberately made harder i don't know that's the way i felt like it was yeah it's it's, it's a lot of as you say like a lot of a lot of unnecessary yeah. steps i feel i don't know exactly and, and yeah. i think culturally some people might find it's very rude and disrespectful to say no i'm not doing it or like i've got a lot on you just take it on the chin and just mm. do it even though it's just like ah, oh, it's a nightmare it's it's uh, or as they say it's just uh waste of time or whatever it is but Essentially, it's not a waste of time because it's something that needs to be done. Unfortunately, you've been allocated that task. Um, but I think if it continues going on, at one point you're going to, I don't know, you're going to just hit a brick wall. Mm. And that it's gonna, you're going to feel the actual fatigue behind it, unfortunately. Yeah. So I, I don't know, maybe something like indirect, indirect things like that could happen. So digital exclusion itself is an issue but what comes out of it as well yeah but that's the, that's the main point really it's because it's not like using the internet 
that's not the end point. The end point is people being able to do the things online that that make their life better. Mm. And then in the same way that the support that like my team, we want to try and provide, it's about helping people like make their lives better. So when it comes to young people, it might be actually about how can we alleviate that burden? Like how can we provide the support that your parents will actually access or want to access so that that way you don't have that responsibility so much anymore? Mm, okay, that's interesting. So how would you encourage young people to come forward and give their feedback or voice their opinions or concerns um, about the things they've been experiencing? Mm. Yeah, is there any way of doing that? Yeah, so we are going to be, we're going to be running like a survey, like, especially for young people. Um, through the the youth council like we're developing it with them um, so that local young people can like speak about this and give us our opinion Um, and outside of that because that might be time limited but we also have like an inbox so that um, you can email us Uh, so it's it's digital inclusion at rbkc.gov.uk and people can just email us and like tell us their experience and also like their ideas hopefully we use that email in the description link brilliant so for anyone that actually wants to feed into that just go in the description and you'll find that email um i think that's a lot of um things that you're putting forward so i'm really hoping people would come forth and um Tell us how they're feeling, really. Yeah, I hope so, because that's the thing. We we need to know kind of what is actually going to help so we can put in this the these stuff, but put in the right things. Like if we're, we're quite a new team, so the point is to, to actually provide stuff that is going to be useful. Yeah, so you're doing this joint with local organisations. Yeah. So, so what kind of organisations are there? Any ones that we might be familiar with? Or is it are they most of them in the south or the borough? Is it the north? So... Um, tr- everywhere but a lot in the north um so um we've been so uh, like dalgano trust uh there's westway trust uh there's some of the bigger charities that like focus on older people you've got your age uk's your open age but right. um like young knc knc foundation uh like almanar like they're doing oh, no. loads um they like do digital sessions we want to work more with them okay. um i could the list is really long actually wow. okay <laughs> that's that's a lot of uh, stakeholders mm. actually trying to cater yeah. Well, yeah, it's great though because I think that's the, that that's where the the real support is happening, and that's where because mm. so, so much so often there's an issue of trust around in the internet because it's so new. Like people want to go to places that they know that they trust. So what we can do is try and support those places. Yeah, that's that's wise. That's wise. Mm. So to what extent I think um, is the digital excluded uh, digital lifestyle going to go forward in terms of within council services so um i know right now you could go towards a customer service desk and ask for certain things but Mm. would that be still an option or yeah so that 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 is gonna stay an option so um so my the other teams in in customer services their um things are like going a lot online and they're trying to develop their online platforms because there's lots of people who who want to do things online but um, they're very conscious that some people don't want to do that. So actually the other channels sort of be able to phone up or be able to come in, that is um, going to remain open um, because I think the, yeah, the council is very conscious that we want to be able to help like people in the community who, who don't want to use digital. Okay, that's good. That's good to know. Um, 
Yeah, I wonder, what do you think, Leonard? Do you, do you really uh, engage with, like, do you go into the council, the town hall to ever do things, or is it just... If I'm being completely honest, no, yeah. not really. Okay, not really, that's true. Yeah. That, no, that's the thing. You know what? It's good to be honest. Sometimes uh, that's what we need to hear. Mm-hmm. Um, why would you say that is? Oh, I just feel it's the hassle. It's the queues. It's the waiting. I, I, I suppose in that aspect, that's when the you know digital world actually does help you. Just you know, cut the queue, jump in front, and do it. Yeah. So yeah, when I'm in person, nah, it's just long. I don't know. Yeah, mm. I get you. I get. You. I think that's yeah. that's good. To feedback. be fair, yeah, like yeah. the thing, like that, that I, that's how I'm like as well. Like I, mm. for the council where I live, like if I want to do my council tax, I want to set up online. Like I want it to be quick. I want mm. it to be easy. But it's so that's the thing. It's now you have to to serve all these different people who have these different ways they want to do things. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I, I guess with the um, options available, some people don't have the patience, mm-hmm. or they've got busy lifestyles already. So I think something like this to do. Uh, applications via online or mm. or just don't even have to think about queuing up i think is very much valuable because uh, i think every now yeah. now is um time is money as they say time is money you can't really stay in a queue waiting for 20 minutes because mm. you could literally have a meeting a team's meeting for 30 20 minutes so um yeah all these things contribute towards how your day goes um yeah especially right now in the winter time who wants to go out yeah. and do certain things <laughs> even shopping people would rather just get get it delivered to your doorstep um so i think there are a lot of benefits of doing things online um definitely yeah yeah and it doesn't only impact a certain cohort it, it could impact a lot of people in a different different ways actually mm. Mm. so um that's something that we didn't really think about prior to having this conversation which for this digital inclusion just means that you don't know how to use the web browser and that's about it yeah i think well to be honest like we we actually did some um some research like with with local people like this was uh last year um did some kind of um interviews like talking to lots of local residents who were digitally excluded and are and kind of are trying to understand the reasons why mm. and um the biggest reason was um kind of oh i no, it's not really for me i don't want to yeah. and the second biggest reason was um i just get someone else to do it for me so that's kind of like your parents like what we were saying before like mm. oh, i'll just rely on someone else mm. and the reasons after that was um like i'm not very confident and that's sort of not not really knowing how to do things not having that trust and then the final one was about that financial barrier yeah i think that those are very strong reasons mm. and i could definitely see why people are, are replying in that way mm. i think i think what the community is doing in terms of this you know local organizations having these courses short courses i think slowly but surely uh people would get upskilled it won't happen overnight uh no. so it's a it's it can be a lengthy journey but at least at least we know people are accessing these courses uh they're benefiting from it and um Hopefully they will actually um, get upskilled to to be less reliant on, for example, their kids. Yeah. Um, because I think no parent would want to continue telling someone to do things for, or no person in general would want to tell someone do this for me do, if they could do it themselves. It wouldn't make sense. Um, no, but yeah. maybe because digital is is so new for for lots of people, that's where you like haven't quite reached that point yet. Yeah, mm. yeah, for sure, for sure, and. I think the ask is not for you to know how the metaverse works or yeah. or transfer cryptocurrency or something. It's just, uh, it can be a bit, you know, um, 
daunting i suppose yeah exactly. when you first look at it first to think oh, i've got i've got to do this i've got to do that but i reckon once you get familiar with it it pretty much those skills are transferable to other different services and platforms that's the thing i think it's about introduce for people who really haven't got started it's about introducing it and you can say um like talking about something that they like to do the fact that they could do that online like you can for a lot of people it's about oh you can actually call your family like abroad by using internet or you can yeah. watch if you've got this specific hobby you can watch like a youtube tutorial on how to do it yeah, yeah. um and then but then you know anything like for young people specifically as well who might already know those things it's yeah. about like what what skills do you need now that we're moving more towards digital world like you know is there anything that skills that yeah. support that you need additionally that we can help provide that would be helpful to have yeah because my through my understanding in, in talking to you um we've made two distinctions so young people may not have the financial capacity to actually have data or um you know have a laptop to do their work on but mm -hmm. they might have the skills there for mm -hmm. it but then the elder generation may have the financial need might have the financial means to actually pay for wi-fi and do all these things but they don't have the skills to do it mm. so is that the correct like two different ways of looking at it i think that's maybe that's like making it a bit too general because yeah. i think like among um older people like our parents generation our grandparents generation there's definitely like a financial barrier there too mm -hmm. and then for young people i think like in general young people might have more skills but there might be some things that you're missing like if you're if you're like going into employment like you're you know at the start you're just finishing your education um you know do you know how to write an email properly like do you know how to use all the microsoft apps that most offices use if you've not used those in school so yeah. there may be some skills gaps there as well okay so that would fall under digital exclusion then if you don't know how to use excel properly uh, I thought that would be, what is it, desirable? When you look at certain job applications, they say it's desirable but not essential. Um, yeah. So would that, f so using these apps, for example, would that basically put you into the category of being excluded? I think that is, it's, it's a complicated one, isn't it? Because it's yeah. not black and white. Because I think in my head as well, when I first thought about it, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have said so. But then if that's going to actually prevent you from getting a job because um it's becoming essential yeah. and you've just never been able to learn and you've, you you mm. don't know where to go to learn them then that's that's a form of you know it's preventing you from achieving other things in your life yeah what do you think Leno? you think are you familiar with microsoft office yeah i think nowadays uh that's probably would be the bare minimum so i think the term was called uh digital native so it's our generation we grew up with it so we know how to work it so it's the bare minimum we need to know that compared to um like our parents generation i think they were called digital nomads so they just hop from one place to another kind of learning it along as they go along yeah but um yeah they wouldn't be too familiar with it they're not too tech savvy but um yeah no i agree i agree okay that's that's interesting yeah i didn't know them those two terms were used mm, yeah yeah what, would you say? Yeah. Would you say that you're fully familiar with how to use the internet, or yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, like the yeah. internet, like Microsoft and stuff. Obviously, I'm not like I don't have to, you know, the more complex things like coding or what have you. Yeah, but yeah, I don't but know. you know, there's Web three coming out or something like that. Oh, like it's a new internet. I don't know if you've heard about. I haven't it. heard of that. Now. Yeah, it's like um, you got you got the normal internet, which is like twenty years old, 
what, that's 25 years old? How long is the internet? How, it's, it's Probably like late, mid, late 90s, something like that. Yeah, late 90s, I'd yeah. say. Yeah, yeah um, I don't know. Like maybe a bit longer, but at first it was when no one was using it. Yeah, so, we had them square computers, mm-hmm. cube looking like... Yeah, uh, they thought it was going to be a third at first. They thought it was going to be like a year or two and then it'll die down, but look where it is now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I think um, you got the normal internet, internet like the web, World Wide Web, mm. and then you got the Web3, uh, which is like the metaverse... That's oh. why it runs on, you know. Oh, oh, um, so that's a whole different uh, dimension, shall we say. So that's yeah. how crypto and stuff like that start to come in. But yeah, that's, uh, I think for us, there's always something to learn, like you said. Um, yeah. we're not, I'm, I'm not an expert for sure. Uh, maybe you're more familiar with the online world, how it works. Uh, in, in that sense, yeah, I'm, I'm old-fashioned, man. I try not to get <laughs> too far into that. It gets mind-boggling. You've got, you've metaverse got, you've got and all of that you've got a limit to what yeah, you do yeah yeah I think uh, it's good up to a certain point but then afterwards it's uh, yeah it's a bit daunting what is your limit just uh, the life we're living now you know messaging texts and stuff but when it when we're talking about like the VR like virtual reality and the metaverse and all of that it's a bit uh, it's a hard pill to swallow I don't know it's a bit too much for me because uh, I think it becomes to a certain extent, the internet is really helpful, you know, convenience, what have you. And then I think we take a step too far and it becomes a bit unhealthy. We build this unhealthy relationship where we rely on it too much and we forgot, we, instead of stepping outside, we go to a virtual rally in a park, you know, or something like that, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I could, I could see that being a thing because um, once you get at home comfortable, you don't really need to go out to do your shopping. And that would be, for some people, if you, if you don't normally take part in physical activity and the only thing that gets you active and out of the house is for you to do your shopping, mm. but now you've got a way to actually get delivered to your doorstep, that's out of the way. Um, th- there's a lot of things that would stop you from doing things. And you could technically live at home and not leave. Oh, yeah. And get everything done, delivered, sorted out. And maybe in that sense, it's not a good thing as well maybe yeah. everything I, re- I reckon everything should be in moderation oh, no, whether it's the internet whether it's food whether it's for how you enjoy your time your holidays so stuff like that just uh, I think yeah just know how to limit but some people unfortunately we, they don't really know how to do that no I guess that's the other extreme isn't it it's that you've got the people who don't do it at all and then you've got the people who like are spending their whole life online and like I said that's that's not so healthy and and we know about it especially young people there's loads of impact on mental health and everything from being online too much I reckon when you do these courses or short courses for people to get on to the online world is there some sort of safeguarding that Mm. you teach with that so like um, for example um Young people tend to have Instagram profiles open, not private. You know, you're showing where your whereabouts are. You're not really considering your safety, yeah. stuff like that. Um, or it could be that so many different things, um, I reckon, that could put you in danger. Yeah, I think, yes, online safety like is, is a huge, huge one. And that's definitely something that we want to set up more like um, specifically for young people because it might be in different ways, a lot around social media, but... Um, you know avoiding scams is the one we were mentioning earlier yeah. but so many things about like you know um, and and there's a lot of stuff that maybe we know but we won't do so much like you you know we were talking to some young people we were talking to it's kind of yeah I know I'm not supposed to do this but yeah kind of still do it anyway yeah yeah that's um, that's a shame but I, I know when we you know when we had the whole iTunes uh, 
trend back in the day. Mm-hmm. Some people couldn't afford to buy uh, music on iTunes. So they would d- download them through these dodgy websites. Yeah. And I'm like, that's my way. And they're like, oh, that's tech savvy, but you're still not meant to be doing that. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, or watching the latest movies. Uh, you got the latest websites to watch things that are not even um, on DVD yet, mm. for example, but they're on cinema. So I reckon, yeah, there's... Um, if we're asking people to come online because everything's going online, I think it's only right to have a safeguarding package that comes Definitely. with it as well. Especially when you've got um, people that are new to Instagram, new to WhatsApp, new to all these social media platforms. You could reveal a lot of information about yourself without you realising. Your location, mm-hmm. your financial details, you know, just your address, stuff like that. Yeah, um, yeah I reckon, I reckon we're, before we go too quick, we should just have a look at how we can protect residents and um you know young people yeah yeah no that's really important yeah i think that's a really good thing to take away but did i miss anything you reckon or something that i didn't ask or i don't know no i think think we pretty much covered everything yeah Yeah, i think yeah i think covered lots yeah okay then i guess um any last words from you that because we're going to wrap up hopefully and uh, I enjoyed this conversation personally I think I've learned a lot from it um, I had a different view prior to our conversation like I said previously uh, but now I'm just just opened my eyes a lot more uh, so thank you for that and obviously Leno your feedback as your personal experience what you've had to you know just support mm-hmm. with and just you know the cultural background that how would that plays into your daily lifestyle yeah. and maybe things we don't even consider mm-hmm. uh, but obviously coming from you it just it gives us that kind of another uh, perspective yeah 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 you know um, but yeah thank you both for coming thank you thank appreciate you. it 